Hello and welcome back to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. Yes, we are very, very much back. We're sorry we've been away for quite such a long time. Um, I think just sort of celebrating our 10th anniversary and disappearing off air um, wasn't, certainly wasn't our intention, but um, uh, sad to say that there was a, I suffered a, a, a family bereavement, so um, I've, I've just had a bit of time off uh, recording it. But uh, now we're back. We are back. And um, so this time we are bringing you a little review of the uh, well, a, a fairly recent Big Finish um, release, actually. And we're going to do the uh, the first and the ninth Doctor, Chris Reckleston, um audio stories, The Ravagers. So um, very much looking forward to, to talking about that. And, and, uh, and probably to mention it now while we think about it, that it may be spoilerish. It may so, be, it may be. And, 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 and being that new, we can't really turn around and say, we've well, had plenty of time to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, so we shall try as we as hard as we can not to spoil anything. So this is quite a recent release, so there's chances are there's plenty of you out there who haven't yet listened to it. So we shall... Uh, well, well, we'll come on to that a little bit later. Um, but the but chauffeur first, did it. Yes. <laughs> Oh dear, it was in the library with the lead piping. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, let's crack on with the news and what's been happening since we've been away. So unfortunately, uh, we've got a couple of um, sort of sad sort of uh, sort of deaths to announce, actually. Uh, first of all, um, Jackie Lane, who uh, played Dodo Chaplet um, in sort of William Hartnell's era um, of Doctor Who, sadly passed away at the age of 79. Now... Um, for those of you who don't know, Jackie, she's a bit of an enigma, really, isn't she? Because she never, after Doctor Who, she didn't sort of really act again. She became an agent and ended up being sort of Tom Baker's um, agent uh, for for a strange circumstance. I was going to um, say, what, well, what is it about companions in Doctor Who go on to manage the the actor playing the Doctor? Oh, I know, exactly. Or just become agents full stop. Janet Fielding's yeah. done it. Wendy Pabry's done it. Um, yeah, it's, it's really strange how they sort of get into that. <laughs> just a case of... Joseph, they see how badly they get paid by the BBC and decide they're not going to let anyone else suffer the same suffer the same fate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think she's um, obviously she she gets a her character Dodo gets a rather ignominious end uh, in the War Machines, where she doesn't even get a proper goodbye. It's just sort of um, written out midway through the through the story, and just gets uh, oh she's gone to stay with her aunt in the country, yeah. and that was it basically. Um, and she does get. She did get a very, very sort of, sort of raw deal out of that. She read is particularly from um, Innis Lloyd, who was the producer um, of Doctor Who at the time. But she did get her own back, didn't she? When um, I think Innis Lloyd was, he asked her for some voiceover work, and she reminded him that she she he sacked her from Doctor Who, though she told him no, she won't represent him. So. <laughs> So she got her revenge in the end anyway. Yeah. But um but she's a very, very private person. She wouldn't do interviews. Um I think the last time we certainly saw her was on that um fifth anniversary after show party on um on was it on BBC three at the time, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. yeah what, a thing, it? what a what a thing to do as your public <laughs> to come out of come out of retirement for. <laughs> yeah, just to do that that, that after show. I still got uh, <laughs> flashbacks to that after show party. It was uh it was terrible. It was it was awful. Um, Saying that not not as much as the producer as I shouldn't think. <laughs> well, I'm still looking over the fact that I can't remember who was hosting it. I think he now does. I can't remember the guy's name, but I think he doesn't. He host that um, the masked singer and the masked dancer now, and he didn't even 
he didn't even know the um, the actors' names. He just kept referring to them by the companions' names, which I always remember. Mark Gatiss, I think, when he referred to Janet Fielding as Tegan, uh, I think Mark Gatiss just piped up in the background. Her name's Janet, so <laughs> so I think he was getting knocked with it as well. But uh, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, so she she was only in nineteen episodes of Doctor Who, Jackie Lane, um, and I think the the ones that sort of we we can no longer see like Celestial Toymaker. Um, of the savages. Um, obviously, we we can only sort of like see things like the Ark and the gunfighters and the war machines. Um, well, so, which... yes, we can only see the gunfighters. Oh, isn't isn't life kind? <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, they're not, not sort of very sort of well regarded. Uh, I mean, okay, I think they've had a bit of a reappraisal. I think the gunfighters have certainly had a bit of a reappraisal, but it's still I, not I, the I, greatest I think, story. I think ever. people people have. Actually, basically, yeah, reappraise the gunfighters for what it was meant to be, haven't they? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was. Uh, again, it's one of those. It seems to, to echo a certain period of Doctor Who. Uh, we will move on in a minute, anyway. But where, where the tone was a bit uneven, it's kind of played as a comedy. The gunfighters, yeah. but right at the end, it's just violence and death. Um, and that happened a, a lot with some, with, with some of the William Hartnell stories, like the, the the Romans, for argument's sake, is done as a comedy. And the very last episode, it gets all serious. So it's 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 sort of tonally they're sort of all all over the place somewhat. Oh, no. um, it's it's, you know. it's a good life lesson. It's all fun and laughs, and then you die. <laughs> well, it is for some people, Paul. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So very very sad. Um, you know, it's just a shame we didn't sort of get to know more about her or, or hear more of her over the years. But it, that was that was her choice, and she she lived her life as as uh, as she wanted. So, um, cheers to that. That's all we've got to say. Cheers yeah. to that. Um, now, also uh, since we're off air, Damaris Heyman, uh, famous played Olive Hawthorne in um, the Demons, uh, passed away at the age of ninety one, just a couple of weeks short of her ninety second birthday. Um, yeah, she was sort of cut, very much sort of still in the public eye because she did the was it the, the was it the White Witch at Devil's End, which was like a a little spin off uh, straight to DVD story that, she, that yeah. she took part in. But she was one of those actresses or actors, whatever term it was in. She was in so many films and TV shows, um, you just lose count. She was just one of those those sort of faces you knew on British television. Yeah. Um, and I think she's, and again, I thought she was great in the demons. To be honest, yeah. I really did. I think she's she's one of the one of the best things in it. Um, I know, sort of. Uh, I, I mean, I like the demons. Full stop. Don't get me wrong. Um, even though he has got the third Doctor, he's most pompous and arrogant um, in that story. But that's actually um, why she works well in it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but she. Um, yeah, but I thought she's she's as I say, been so many things. Just on on here, um, she was in things like Armchair Theatre, The Needing Line, The Wise Show, Dick Henry Show, Basil Brush Show, One Foot in the Grave, uh, Crossroads, Steptoe and Son, Z Cars, um, you know, to name but a to name but a few there. Um, so it, it's yeah, she's very very well known. She really is. Um, and again, ninety-one. That's that's a that's a good age. And to say she was still active right until the to the very last, really. It's um, yeah. not many people can sort of say that, really, can no. they? No. So it's. Uh... And also, I'm going to say, I think from our sort of era, she was also in um, the young ones and Filth Rich and Catflap as well. 
Yeah. So was it was once in the end was which do you dig graves? Was the line sort of oh yes I love them and it was sort of <laughs> it was it was so it was so silly little throwaway thing that she did. Um, but I remember the role of Filfridge and Catflat where it would think when um, oh what was that? I think that the Rick Mail's character make makes her cry off camera. She could hear her crying off camera because so, his character was just well a, a bastard really, wasn't he? So, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So again, ninety one. That's 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 a, that's a a great age to reach. And uh, as I say, um, it's very very. Um, she leaves she leaves behind a a, a a a big legacy of work. She yes. really does. She really does. But uh, now, so we're now going to come come to our next our next item in the news section. It's actually a a, a new section. It's something that um, well you came up with, I think, on our last podcast, wasn't it, Paul? Yes. I think it wasn't our last podcast, wasn't it? But, it was, uh, but yes. back in, back in, yeah, three months ago. I don't yeah. remember that now. Yes, it's something we're going to call Omega's Tittle Tattle Corner. Here, Doctor, everything is possible. Yes. So um, on this uh, on this new section, obviously Tittle Tattle Corner is just the it's sort of news and sort of, not news but rumours um, about what's uh, happening in the world of Doctor Who. And of course, what what's happened again since we've been off air is the fact that it's it's, it's Come up in the news again. Started to begin traction that the um, Jodie Whittaker is definitely leaving Doctor Who, and her announce and her her replacements have been announced. So um, now this has changed twice in the last week, basically. Um, so first of all, we had that the, the first person who was definitely going to replace Jodie Whittaker um, was going to be Michaela Cole, um, who's just sort of one sort of a BAFTA winning Michaela Cole, I should say. Um, now that's been usurped in recent days. That it's going to be um, Ollie Alexander um, is going to be taking over uh, the role of, of Doctor Who. And um, now, in the last today, as as, as as the day we're recording, his representatives have come out and denied that he will be the next Time Lord. This is an article in, on uh, Variety. Um, so. Usually these things don't have any traction. They just the, the actors' rep, reps or agents don't respond to it. It's just. It just gets ignored. Now, the fact that these reps have come out to deny the fact he'll be the next tournament seems to suggest he'll probably be announced in the next <laughs> couple of weeks that he's the new Doctor. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's the usual thing. I think, I. what do you think, Paul? Do you think she will go after this? Because we're getting, um, she's doing another eight episodes, which I under, now understand to be six episodes this year and two specials. Yeah. So it's going to be one special at the Christmas New Year period, and then a special next year, which may may be her last one. We don't know. We've actually got absolutely again. This is just tittle tattle. That's you know. Um, what 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 do you think to these these rumours that keep repeating themselves, Paul? It, oh, admittedly, Oli Alexander's a new one. That that's a, that's a that's a new one. On it wouldn't surprise me if Jodie Whittaker is gonna go, just from the point mm. of view that obviously. Actually, with COVID as well, she's actually been in the role for what it's been a lot of lot of it's her been, acting. Is it five life years now, isn't it? Yeah. Basically, yeah, over yeah. the last few years. So I can understand that she may well want to move on to other things. Yeah, um, possible, possible. And also, you know, if we're now talking that whenever they're going to start. You don't know whenever they're going to start recording the next series after this, anyway. So is that you know is she going to want to wait around for that? 
It does. It does seem an ideal point of view that they could sit back, take a breath, see where they want to go. Yeah, yeah. With it, and yeah, to to change. Well, the, I I, the I think the other thing that that people are saying because there's no actually sort of no confirmation. Maybe it's very early days yet. But there's no confirmation of a series fourteen, which as usual has got people. Oh my god, it's going to get cancelled. Well, we just don't. We don't know. I mean, they do tend to release this kind of information very, very late in the day. And recently, the BBC have been so tight-lipped um, about Doctor Who, it's hard to believe it's been made at all, really. Yeah. You know, you, you wouldn't think it, it was been sort of... It was, they were sort of still making it in the background. So, um, but I think it's the same thing with the, with the press all the time. They just pick up... Who, who's the... Um, who's the... You know, who's famous at the moment? Who, who's the, like, the hot, a hot actor? Who, you know, who's, you know... Yeah. Oh, Ollie Alexander, Michaela Carl. Oh, they'll definitely be the next Doctor. Then. It, it, I mean, a lot of it is just clickbait reporting. That's all it is. And I think with the Ollie Alexander thing, um, I think it's because Russell T Davis has cast. Oh, has sort of just said, oh yeah, he'd be a good Doctor. And he did yeah. the same thing with uh, Russell Tovey um, as well. Because oh, oh, he, he actually wrote in the writer's tale, oh, I would have definitely cast him as the Doctor. Um even though I think Russell Tovey is completely wrong for the role, um, I've got no opinion on on Ollie Alexander because I, I never, I didn't watch it as a sin. I, I've never seen him in anything actually. No, I don't. So no. Yeah. So I've got no idea um, what his acting chops are. He could be very, very good. He could be, he could be a good shoeing for the role. We don't know because we have, we haven't seen no. him in anything. So I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sort of get on the soapbox and say he can't possibly can't play this role. That's you know, it's utter. Utter nonsense. Um, yeah, you know that, that's that's what producers and and showrunners they they see something in in in, in an actor think that they've got that spark whatever whatever it might be. To us, I think what well, I say to us to me, the Doctor should always have that a certain eccentricity about him or her. Really, yeah. Well, um, I mean, the other thing is the other thing is it's, it's not necessarily even perhaps the the actor themselves. It's actually what how does the what what how does the showrunner want the doctor to be and then mm. cast the best person to play that character yeah yeah so, exactly you know it's that that's probably more important than you get the doctor you get the char- whichever regeneration character the doctor's going to have then you get the best person you think to play that role yeah and until you know how the doctor's going to be you can't Say what actor would be the best to play it? No, you can't. You can't exactly. I think the other, the other thing as well is that you know if if Ollie, you know let's say for say Ollie Alexander is cast or Michaela Cole is is cast as well. Um, it's you're going to get that thing from the press which you still get with Jodie Whittaker because it's Jodie Whittaker the first female Time Lord. So with so with Ollie Alexander, you'll carry that tag of the first gay time lord, or with Kayla Cole, the first female black time lord. It's they, I don't know why they see had to seem have to have to put that tag on an actor no, all the time. Yeah. It's just he's the, the, this person is the new Doctor. That's yeah. it. Doesn't matter if they're female, white, black, gay, straight, trans, whatever. They're just an actor playing a role. Yeah, you know it, it's really really. Yeah, it, it, that annoys me. <laughs> if I'm honest, that really does annoy me. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, totally. I mean, that's that. That's definitely the only, the only, the only thing that matters is: are they any good at acting? Yeah, that's it. That's it. If they, if they're good in the role, I don't care what you know. 
what their yeah. background is, to be honest. I really yeah. don't. You know. But, uh, but of course, the, the other things where they're saying, oh, Chidnall's going with, with, with Jodie Whittaker as well. Again, I haven't seen anything about that at all. You know, it's, um, I think that a lot, for a lot, a lot of people's part, that's just wishful thinking. Yeah. On that one. But, uh, and, and but there to, we are. Well, well yeah. to be honest, if he is, then that makes it even less likely that they, you'd know who the next Doctor is, because that would surely be the decision of the the new showrunner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if the, the new showrunner hasn't been announced yeah. yet. It's hard to see how. Hard to see how that's going to, yeah, yeah. How, see who the next who the next doctor's going to be. Yeah. So yeah. Oh well, so we we'll continue to um, sort of bring you tittle tattle as we uh, over, over, hopefully over the coming months. It, it just yeah. depends what what sort of spills out onto the uh, <laughs> into the press, really, isn't it? Uh, so. Or if not, I've got some rumours about the person over the road on my. <laughs> Oh dear! So that's um, that's Omega's tittle tattle corner. But now it's a long overdue return to Omega's tat corner. You pester me with trinkets. So Paul, you um, you found this 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 piece of tat this week and or this month, I should say. And well, this really is Christmas come early, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, this is obviously we know us being back after three months is everybody's Christmas come early. So <laughs> we get the decorations out as well. Oh dear! Yeah, uh, so it's um, yeah, it's more Christmas tree ornaments, isn't it? It is. Yes. Yes. And they're being advertised in June to be bought in October. That's uh, so. It, but so far, as far as I can see, only in America. Yes, it doesn't appear to be a UK release. So this UK release. So this really is just for our um, for our uh, US or North American listeners, I should say. Or yes. you know, but. Uh, um, but yeah, it's um, from a company called Hallmark. You can order them from Hallmark.com. It's a fourth Doctor and Tardis keepsake tree ornaments. Um, so it's a, it's a as usual. It's got some fantastic um, sort of accompanying advertising blurb uh, to, to, to that accompanies it as well. So you've got um, arguably the most recognisable Doctor incarnation. This Doctor decoration holds a fedora over his curly mop and wears his overlong iconic striped scarf atop a brown leather jacket. He didn't wear a brown leather, brown jacket, leather jacket, did he? No, it was a oh. suede jacket originally. Well, it wasn't leather. Yeah. Um, so it's just this artist <laughs> crafted on his dial. It's just this artist crafted uh, keepsake ornament comes pre-packaged in a box for easy gift giving, a preservation and storage. Why they feel they need to put this next bit dated twenty twenty one in copyright. Just in case there's any concerns over that. Um, and, so and the fact the, on that is that if you're giving it as a gift, are you giving it as, if you're giving it as a Christmas gift, then it might be a bit late, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, it's basically the Doctor Who tile, this all has light and sound on it as well. And it says, bring time relative dimension in space to your holiday celebrations with this Doctor Who time ship Christmas tree ornament. Shaped like a police box from 1970s London, I think it would be 1960s London, uh, due to a broken chameleon circuit. Uh, this blue tile's decoration features the iconic sound effects of time travel, as well as the show's theme song when you press the button. I mean, how more Christmassy do you want this to be, Paul? <laughs> I know. I know. It, does, it does scream Christmas at you, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, dear. And it requires uh, three uh, LR44 batteries as well. So um, now, admittedly, it's a very, very faithful rendition of the TARDIS and of Tom Baker when you actually look at the ornaments. 
Um, yeah, I mean, they, they actually don't look too bad, and I must admit, had had I ever put up a Christmas tree, which <laughs> the Scrooge in me doesn't allow, um, <laughs> these may well have been bought if I could have bought them in this country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the, um, the, the, the thing is that they're made out of plastic as well. They're not the usual um, sort of Christmas tree... Ornament material, sort of like that very brittle, almost glass-like, yeah. aren't they? So it's, um, yeah, it's nothing sort of you know like like that. So I think they're sort of a bit more robust than the usual sort of Christmas tree baubles or whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah. So the, the fourth Doctor does look a lot better than the previous incarnation of Christmas decoration of him. Yes, was out a couple of years ago. Yeah, which was was awful, actually, wasn't yes. it? Absolutely awful. Um, well, yeah, so that's got the jacket um, better. <laughs> maybe yes. <laughs> it wasn't a leather jacket. Put it no. that way. But uh, oh dear. Yeah. So um, so you say this isn't out until um, October. Apparently, it's available for pre-order, but won't be shipped till October. Oh and right. It's okay. All. Uh, I think it was. I don't know. I can't remember now. Yeah. Available October the second, twenty twenty one. Ah, there you go, there you go. So, um, so, so, in time for for Christmas. Yes, uh, which like, usually these things sort of arrive in December. It's too bloody late to order them, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah we we've seen them. Yeah, advertised, advertised in November. Available January twenty seventh or something like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the previous times. That really is planning ahead for your next Christmas, isn't it? But, uh, so there we are. There, so that's a, that. There we are. That, that, that nice little piece of tech just to round out the news uh, there. Actually, it was. It was a. As I say, a welcome return there to Amiga's Tat Corner. Yes. So uh, anyway, that's it for the news tat and tittle tattle. Um, so coming up next, we're going to be talking about uh, the first Ninth Doctor adventures, uh, the Ravagers from Big Finish. So for another week, then, or not week, a month, I should say, another month. Then that was the news, <laughs> or another quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Right, everybody, it's our first review for a, a, a very, very long time. Uh, and of course, as said at the top of the show, we we're talking about the Ravagers from Big Finish. I'm back! I'm really back in the TARDIS! You did it, old girl! Endless possibilities and events. Future, past, and everything in between. I have done the thing! Temporal thing radiating from the TARDIS like nobody's business. Doctor, I honestly don't know how this could have happened. Come on, get in! It's all right. It's all right. Don't panic. I'm not panicking. I wasn't talking to you. Centurion! Did you just fall out of the sky or something? So? Yeah. So you lied to her. I meant what I said. Doctor! If you can hear me, you better get here soon! Run for it, lads! Run! But if you stay here, waving your swords and spears around, you'll be blown off the face of the earth! That macho enough for you? He's really done it now. Nova! Hang on to something! Sir! Stop this! I couldn't agree more, Doctor. Audrey, no! Put that gun! How can this be inside your police box? Perfectly reasonable question. Sergeant! We're being overrun! We've got to withdraw! 
That sounded a bit polite for a giant mechanical monster. Oh, God, no idea, sir. Who the hell are these people? Just quiet, please, all of you. Sort of terrifying. Pretty much sums it up. What if they grab you and try to wipe your brain? They can try. Right. Shall we get on with this? That's not just amazing, it's... Fantastic! Big finish. We love stories. Okay, Paul, and I do believe it's your turn to uh, kick off this review, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, so what do you reckon? What do you reckon? I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, no, I enjoyed it, but I'm not c- convinced in myself that that isn't just because I'm just so pleased to be hearing Ninth Doctor stuff. Right. Um, perhaps I just needed to listen to it a couple more times, but it did seem to be... I don't know, it just didn't really grab my attention. And without grabbing my attention, it's quite a complicated hopping backwards and forwards story. It is, it is. I, I, I do agree. And as I say, we, we, we will try and avoid spoilers as much as we as much as we can here, because I say this is a, a you know a, a new release. Um, yes, it is very much a, a, a hopping backwards and forwards in time, or, or the Doctor meeting characters out of order. Um, yeah. As it were, so yeah, you yeah you do have to sort of pay attention to this, and as you say, listen, maybe listen to it um, two or three times to, to to fully to fully get the story. Um, and obviously, because it's broken into three separate stories, you've got Sphere of Freedom, Cataclysm, and Food Fight. Um, and I must admit, because when I announced that we were we were doing this as our when the podcast returned, we were, we were going to be doing this this story. I, I announced it as we were covering Sphere of Freedom, not really realising this was actually the first part of a three-part story. Yeah, I mean, when I first yeah. actually started listening to it, I actually, because I hadn't read up about it before. No, And just sort neither. of went straight in. Ah, disc one, here we go. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be three separate stories because the um, Tenth Doctor stuff they did us. You got three separate stories on the in the first set. That's right. Yeah, and they were three separate stories, and I just thought this was going to be the same. Yeah. So, I think, I think probably the first time I listened to it, I was thinking to myself, "God, they're leaving this a bit late to wrap this up." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How, where's this going? And then it's just sort of end, you know, it sort of did sort of end, and you just thought, "Oh, right, okay." So is the next one? Is that the ending, or is the next, next one, <laughs> is the next one actually going to continue? So I think probably the first time, yeah, the first time I listened to it was probably more a case of not actually quite sure what I was actually listening to. Hmm. Um, yeah, I um, yeah, I must admit, I thought yeah, because I was a bit so. Sort of, oh, okay, it's not a self-contained story then. I was a little bit sort of taken aback. Yeah. Um, if if I'm honest, but. Um, but I, I've got to be honest, Paul. I, 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 I'm not a big fan of jumping backwards and forwards in, in times. I do find them very, very hard stories to, um, to, to, to listen to in, in, you know, in, in an audio format. Yeah. Um, because I think you have to have an awful lot of exposition to actually tell where we are now, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, whereas if it was if, if it was on television, you could you could see it for your own eyes, you know. So I think and, it, and this it, you know. and this makes quite some sharp jumps. It does. It really does. 
Um, you you end up with I don't want to sort of you know you end up with um, people being displaced out of, out of time um, throughout you, you then you've got the doctor um, meeting the antagonist of the story out of sequence um, as well. Yeah, they are they who they appear to be as well. That that's another thing. Um, you, you know, and are the and are the doctor's actions really the you know the right thing to do? And th- yeah, there's 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 I think it's quite a a lot to take in with this yeah. story actually. And um, and because and because you've also don't start off with a a known companion either. There's no sense of how that person fits in. No, because and, even and ties it together. Yeah, because even with um, the, the opening story, Sphere, Sphere of Freedom, it actually jumps in midway through the story. Yeah. And it's actually sort of midway through, is it the second or third episode where it really kicks in, isn't it? Where where yeah. that where that first episode starts. So that's what I mean. It's very, very, very confusing. It does jump backwards and forwards. However, Paul, I did actually really rather enjoy it. All that, all that being said. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I... I I did. It was just a little bit. I didn't. I'm not sure. I did enjoy it, but I'm. What I was actually saying there was, I'm not sure if I just enjoyed it because because it it's ninth, ninth Doctor, yeah. and it was just yes. I want. I actually think it was actually. It's a story that fits the Ninth Doctor. To an yes, extent, yes. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um. Because there's a sense of. Um. Not being totally sure of what's going on, or being yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there is there is a big element of that in this. It's sort of like the the the, the doctor's actions aren't always the the right actions in this. Yeah. That's very that's very much a um a, a, a trait of I suppose you say of modern Doctor Who, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You couldn't imagine this as a as a first Doctor or a third Doctor story. No, no, definitely because not. Because the arrogance of the, the those Doctors would be um, too much for the... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you, yeah, I mean, like Hartnell War. Um, Troughton possibly, but Pertwee definitely not. No. <laughs> he had to be right each and every time. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd say it's very much a Ninth Doctor story. And I... Felt it was almost as if Chris Freckleson had never been away. Yeah. In this, there was no. I I didn't get that sense of sort of him trying to find the character again. No. He he just seemed to get right into it, and as I say, this is the you know um, this is the Doctor from the from the television you remember yeah. from two thousand and five. There's you know there's no mistaking that at all. Not for me anyway. Now the question actually is: did, Is this the first thing that he recorded? For big finish, having come back, I know it's released as the first first one, but yeah, that's a that's a very good point, actually. I, to... I honestly don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know actually. No, um, it'd be interesting know. to see what 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 his characterisation is like on subsequent releases. Yeah, whether it is the yeah this was the first one and he did just jump straight back in, or whether yeah we we listen to number two or whatever, and you'll think, oh, he seems to be. Finding his role here again, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but, uh, but no, yeah, totally. It, it's not. Yeah, there's no, there's no feeling that this is 
uh, an actor going through the motions and not, you know, oh, I've done this part. I, I know what this part is. I'll just yeah. do it, is there? Um, I mean, and the fact, I, I suspect the fact that it had come as a time when he really actually wanted to do it. Yeah. Had, had he been sort of, you know, coerced into it, maybe that might not have been quite so much a case that he's no maybe not in. no I, I think that was um i don't know if you it was the same with with the first tom baker story that we listened to um when he sort of made his return to big finish or the return to doctor who i should say rather um i always got the foot he wasn't quite there yet with with it, it didn't it didn't sound like the, the the fourth doctor if you see what i mean it took him a while yeah. to to find it again yeah. Really, just seemed a little bit I, sort of disconnected from, and I and I didn't. I mean, obviously, people got different opinions on this, but I, I didn't get that that notion with Christopher Eccleston. No. No, I mean, you know, he was just, to, it was just, to, he was back, be, and that was it. To be fair, there. I was going to say there isn't as much of a gap between, but I'm not too sure now. <laughs> I mean, probably only about ten years less. Than yeah, Baker, maybe. Had to find, but um, and and the fact that yeah, he didn't have any supporting cast, if you like, to to slip back in with. No, he he, he pretty much does sort of carry the story on his own with this. You haven't you haven't got a Rose Tyler here at all. Uh, you, obviously, you, we do have a um, a sort of a, 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 a companion, a, yeah, with him. Um, but but it's called, yeah called it, Nova yeah but but, it, but it's we, it's, we, it's relate, working on a new relationship so he didn't have that you know oh I've I've, I've played these scenes before with X actor or yeah. whatever I can you know we soon get the um, rapport going and we'll be back into characters he yeah, has actually exactly. literally had to come in and say right where was I. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, precisely. That yeah, it, it was almost sort of like it, it was sort of returning to the role, but starting, starting again. Yeah, it's starting afresh, kind of thing. Um, and and the, and the fact actually from this is there's no obvious placing of it. Is it before Rose? Is it you know during? Could it have been during? You know, sort of. There's that sort of. Yeah. No. Exactly. There is. There is that 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 sort of element. To it really, um, again, we don't know. We honestly, don't know. I, I, haven't they? Have they outright come out and said that Rose won't be featuring with the Ninth Doctor in this? Um, I, I, seem to, I seem to remember reading something about. I could, I could be wrong. Probably. But. I mean, yeah. I mean, they've, they've got an opportunity to um, create a new companion, haven't they? Yeah. There's no necessarily. Which they, Reasons yeah, which they certainly do. have. Um, wh- whether this character will, will appear in a future story, I, I seem to, I think I've been informed that no, she's just like a one-shot character, um, right. which would be, I, I think, would be a shame if if that's the case. Yeah, I, I, mean, quite, I, quite... Quite, I thought it was a really good character, Nova. I really did. I thought actually, what the character, how the character was good, because in some ways you wasn't quite sure. There were sort of set things that were said that made you think, oh, is there more to this character than just 
almost the the wrong person in the right place sort of thing. Yeah. Um, which actually was quite interesting. You kept sort of waiting to see whether that was going to happen. Um, so yeah, I'm quite surprised that if that is the case, that we're gonna he's gonna be you know it's gonna <clears throat> be a new character or companion. Yeah figure again or not a companion figure well i i, I hope she is actually because yeah. i thought it, it was a, it was a really good character and, and sort of um as an introduction she sort of hit the ground as almost like a very well-rounded character yeah as well which which was um i i, th- I think sort of quite unusual if i'm honest i mean they actually have spent quite a bit of time on this actually giving you some background for her hmm which sort of seems a bit wasted if they're not going to use her. Yeah, I know, I know. So, yeah, that's, that's what that's what I'm thinking. It, it 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 would be strange if they don't, because you say that they spend all that time on making such a good character, and then just to just to sort of not 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 use her again. Yeah, I just I just I would just find a little bit uh, a little bit strange, but uh, oh well. Well, we'll soon see. We'll soon see what, 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 when the uh, when the next one gets released, whether um, you know we'll, we'll, she'll, she'll make a return or um, or she could return it in future stories. Again, they could just be told out of order. You know, there's no reason yeah. why they can't do that. Absolutely yeah. none. I mean, yeah, yeah. This story, as this story is basically told out of order, then it doesn't necessarily follow, as you say, that they need to um, do the subsequent. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. But, uh, so, um, I, actually, we've, we've done quite well, Paul. We haven't really sort of ruined anything at the moment, have we? Um, no. But um, <laughs> There's a certain amount of skirting around the edge, isn't there? There is. There really is. We're trying so hard not to, not to, <laughs> not to ruin anything. Um, yeah, so what about the antagonist in this, Audrey? Um, again, it, she was quite a... Um, how can I put one one of those sort of frustrating characters? Even even though the sort of you sort of begin to wonder, well, what well, she's just not listening to the doctor and has been a complete you know, ass about everything. Um, but then you sort of realise that she's sort of been meeting the doctor out of order, and she knows yeah. more than she than she's able to let on. As also for what her actions are sort of more as guiding the doctor to where he needs yeah. to be. Well, I mean- um. But it's not even that as simple, is it? Because you have the you have periods where the doctor meets her when he knows more than she does. Yeah, and she meets the doctor when she knows more than he does. So yeah, it's not, it's, it's not even as it's not it's even not as simple as say the if you take the sort of river how River Song was used in Doctor Who. Yeah, it's not even that straightforward, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. It really isn't. And I say that this this what can I I'd feel could make this particular story rather sort of complicated for people who just want to you know just pop on a a quick you know audio story to listen to it, it's not one you can just sort of dip in and out of is it? It's not something you put on while you're just doing something else. No, no, you have to pay attention to this one. And I say there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, I, for, for me, I just feel these type of stories work better in um, visual format than than just plain audio. But that, that's my personal preference. I think in, thinking in the days of non-COVID, this would have been a long train journey. 
<laughs> yes, it would have been, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, if I had anywhere to go. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah, an interesting... I mean, a, a, a brave story to pick as the first one as well. Yes. Because of that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's not one that, as I say, it eases you in gently back into the Ninth Doctor again, no. does it? That sounds wrong, but you, you take my meaning. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's not. It's not that kind of story at all. As as, as no. we said, it's not something you can, you know, you can just sort of dip in and out of. You've got to pay attention to it, and I said, you know, listen, listen to it at least two or three times to to really sort of fully get it. I think. Yeah. Um. And I, and I personally think I I need more. I need more sort of attempts at listening to it as well to to, yeah, to fully appreciate it. Um, yeah. But but on the surface, I I loved it. I, I really did enjoy it. I thought it, it was a, a a fantastic um, return to the role for for Christopher Eccleston. Uh, he did appear to um, approach it with 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 gusto. Maybe maybe the same sort of gusto that people criticised he's he's in for when he was on the telly. It was that yeah they found it sort of you know it was a bit too exuberant and over the top and you know but I think well that's I don't think that's how he was um he, I know he's admitted himself now he you know he learned lessons from that one season he would if had he there was things he would have done differently handled the comedy a bit better um but I think he's I think he's got it I think to, to me now for this this yeah. story he's he's overcome that I think he's there I think he, he's I think you know he's um He's cracked it. I thought I thought he was sort of uh, for me, note perfect. Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, and that's sort of why I'm not so sure about the story because actually I so enjoyed his performance. Yeah. But I don't know whether I need to get past that, listen to it enough times to just get that as normal that I can then actually concentrate fully on the story. Fully on the story. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It may well be a case that I'll have to listen perhaps to another one of another Ninth Doctor story, and then perhaps come back to this one after that. Yeah, to... yeah, maybe. I think the other thing as well, because obviously it uses the um, the theme tune or the version of the theme tune from from his um, from his one series. Um, the sound effects of the TARDIS. Are identical to what they were uh, then as well, so it, it does sort of take you back to that. That sort to me did that anticipation of two thousand and five when you know Doctor Who made, made its triumphant return. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it just took me right back. And, and to me, really, for me, that's that's job done. I think that's what they've done with the the third uh, Doctor stories. It's taken me back to the nineteen seventies. You know the set, you know, the Saturday yeah. tea time kind of thing. Um, we, we've we've said this about. Um... Big finish generally is the fact that they have got the tone of the stories right to the to to the, the to match the doctor. Yes, yes, um, indeed. Which actually must be quite difficult to do. I'd have thought. I mean, I would have thought but, so. Yeah, but you know, not, but not even to the extent that you're writing for the current doctor is one thing. But to actually, you know, stay say right, we do this as a story mm. to come up with an original idea that sounds. Like it's part of an episode that went out fifty years ago. Yes, 
in some cases, or or even as we are now, too many years ago for for the Ninth Doctor for my life. Yes, indeed, indeed. No, no, I I really really enjoyed it, and there's sort of. I would say that the TARDIS in this story gets a good run out as well, doesn't it? It's not like the Avengers away from the TARDIS. It's used quite a lot throughout yeah. the story to, to get from A to B, um, which is, uh, well, I think it's a, it's a bit of a, it's quite refreshing, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, a lot, a, lot of, a lot of it takes place, doesn't it, on the, in the TARDIS? In the TARDIS, yeah. travelling. Yeah, it, it's kind of one of those... Um, it ticks all the boxes, doesn't it, for a Doctor yeah. Who story? You've got the Doctor, you've got a, 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 a heavily influenced story, or sorry, a heavily time travel influenced story. Um, it's got the TARDIS, a sonic screwdriver, um, a, a companion. I, I think it's, it's, it's all the ingredients are there. Yeah. It certainly is. For me, anyway, as I say, it's horses for courses, really. Um, all the things I, I've ticked off as making a Doctor Who story might not be the same things that makes a Doctor Who story for you. You know, that's the that's the thing. I'm not, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, th- th- this is why, these are the reasons why you will enjoy this story. Um, no, it's just the reasons why I enjoyed the story. Or, or And you've got uh, your reasons as well, Paul. So, you know, it's... Even, uh, even probably one of my most, well, probably identifiable criticisms of this which isn't yeah it's just actually sometimes like the music was interrupted and was too loud but even that probably actually fits with how the... it fits with 2005 it does yeah. <laughs> so you know while i think actually perhaps they could have toned that down yeah for, for an audio story um yeah you can it, it, it isn't that it's out of place in terms of the the era they're trying to create. No, exactly. No, I, I think I think it, I, I, on the whole, I, th- I think I really do think it works. I think it all works actually. I, I really, really enjoyed it. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to um, to listen to the to the next Ninth Doctor stories. Yeah, I really am. I really am. But uh, do you know what? That, that's probably one of the. I'm really surprised we haven't managed to spoil anything there, Paul. I think we I think we did really well there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, crikey. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, I don't think there's much we can say without spoiling anything now, really. No. Um, no, I think we should just sort of uh, leave it there and sort of just just go ahead and listen to it because it, I, I don't think you'll be disappointed at all yeah, with if, this. If you like The Ninth Doctor, then I think you'll like this, but just be prepared to actually sit down and listen to it as opposed yeah. to just yeah, no, think, no, oh, no oh, distractions on in the background while yeah. I do this or... Yeah, no distractions for this one. Yeah. Yeah, just sort of put your feet out, close your eyes and just immerse yourself in the story. Yeah. I think is, is, is the best course of action with this one. Yes. But uh, Okay, so that, that basically wraps it up uh, for this month. So I think we'll return next month. I think, we, um, I think we'll, we'll, we'll go back to what we were originally going to do. That was the uh, little review of the Censorites. Um, and the comparisons oh, between the uh, written target novelisation and the uh, and the televised version. Um, so it's uh, yeah, you you were quite annoyed, Paul, because I think you're now going to have to read it and watch it for a second Again. time. <laughs> a second time yeah. 
And while I said, oh, this one I need to listen to more, um, the sensor rights, I'm not sure I did. <laughs> <laughs> that may be a spoiler of my feelings. Maybe, maybe. So, uh, but I, as I, I say, may really love it after. That, <laughs> who knows? Well, now, now that we're back, and sort of like we'll, we'll, we'll try and be a sort of little bit more organised about what, what we're going to be, uh, what we're going to be doing in, in, in future episodes, and try and announce it a bit sooner. Um, but obviously, what I would like to try and do is try and um, return to the um, the little sort of uh, commentaries we do with, with our special guests as well. I do have a couple, a couple lined up. Just got to get the recording dates sorted out. So we're going back to there. Um, they're sort of they're happy sort of Doctor Who memories and sort of picking their, their episodes that reminds them of a, a certain time or, or incident of, of, of in, during their lives. So I thought obviously the uh, the last one we did was uh, back in well it was back in March actually with Toby Haydoke. So that that was the last one the last one we did. So uh, so we'll, we will be sort of hopefully making a return to them and and maybe Paul even you and I can get down and do a commentary yeah. at, one, at, at some point. We've just got to figure out how the hell we're going to do it, but. Um, Hopefully technology will will, uh, will will be on our side. Who knows? But we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. But uh, there we are. There we are. So until next time, then it is goodbye from me, Phil, and goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. Thanks for listening. If you don't want to miss a show, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and if you have time, leave us a quick review also. You can also subscribe to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts or Amazon Music and don't forget to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you want to leave us feedback, you can do this through Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast and also through the Who's He Podcast Facebook group. You can find all of these links on our website who's hyphen he hyphen podcast.co.uk. Hmm.